Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Well, a good day to everybody. Dr. Joe Galati sitting atop my perch in the Texas Medical Center here in Houston, Texas, the world's largest medical center. A lot of people don't realize that, but the Texas Medical Center is the largest collection of medical entities anywhere in the world. And I've been here just about my entire professional career since finishing my training back in 1994. And It's just a marvelous place. Looking out my window, I see not only the Astrodome, which is the eighth wonder of the world, but without shaking my head too far, I am looking at Texas Heart Institute, where Dr. Denton Cooley did all of his work. I'm looking at Houston Methodist Hospital, where Michael DeBakey was. I see MD Anderson and uh, just a, a host of marvelous facilities here in Houston. So I I believe I'm quite fortunate to be able to work here and really collaborate with some great, great uh, world-class people. But anyway, today is December 15th, 2022, and I do hope that you're all set for Christmas, or at least as set as you could be, and making plans for 2023 and all the aspirations and good that we hope is going to come out and get our country straightened out some. We're in a fair amount of distress, if if you ask me, but we'll get there. This is America, and we will bounce back. Now, today, for really the first time in all, all my years of uh, being on the radio and releasing the podcast, we have two releases today. The first release is a radio program I did on Sirius XM earlier today where I interviewed Al Danto, who's a dear friend and colleague of mine who recently was diagnosed with a meningioma, which is a benign brain tumor, which in itself required nearly uh, 16 hours of brain surgery, but it was complicated by a pulmonary edema. He went into heart failure, kidney failure, he was on dialysis. And it was a program that was aired on the Catholic Channel, so we brought in a bit of our Catholic faith into that. Whether you're Catholic or not, it's a good story of inspiration. So if you haven't checked out that episode, I would say check it out. And then the other interview that we released today uh, was from October, and it has been sitting on my desktop here. And uh, we just haven't been able to get around to put it together and, and have it released, but it is a follow-up interview I had with Jackie DeAngelis from Fox Business Network, and the story and interview we did earlier this year, probably in the uh, early spring or so, was her story about breast cancer that she was diagnosed with. 
And it was early stage. It was found at the time of her first mammogram, which she'll explain in her interview today. But she elected with the input of family and her physicians to undergo a bilateral mastectomy so that she would not have to be concerned with the future prospect of breast cancer in the future. And that in itself is a very big emotional decision that you have to make and a very big physical decision because of the surgery and the rehabilitation and the, the actual trauma that you go through after having such a surgery on your chest and the muscles and the tendons and the healing. It really is quite a uh, surgery that at times I, I wonder if a lot of people underestimate just how big of a deal it is. So Jackie was very gracious to share her story, a very personal story, I would think, with all of us today. And again, the idea here is for somebody that may have been affected by breast cancer or is dealing with breast cancer right now or contemplating a decision to get some inspiration from Jackie and move forward and communicate with your team and your 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 circle of influence that that uh, that are, are closest to you. And so the lesson here is one of screening. And we air this pretty close to the end of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which was October. But as I like to say, because my own mother uh, was stricken with breast cancer on two occasions and survived, I had an aunt, her sister, that had breast cancer and, and did not survive after a very long battle with that. So breast cancer is something that's very sensitive to me, having experienced it firsthand in, in my mom and my aunt, and of course, many of my patients. But the, the, the key lesson here is that in Jackie DeAngelis's case, this was, I believe, her first mammogram screening, asymptomatic, and much to everyone's surprise, there was a lesion that was found that turned out to be malignant. So even if you feel well, and apparently you're doing okay, screening is absolutely important. And this goes for any other kind of health screening. So colonoscopy, that's something that I deal with on a, a daily basis. And the idea is not to get a colonoscopy when you have abdominal pain, cramps, blood in your stool, weight loss, uh, constipation. You're supposed to get the screening when you are asymptomatic. If, it's, if you're not asymptomatic or free of symptoms, then it's a diagnostic test and it's no longer screening. So we want to be aware of our risk factors. We want to be aware of what screening we should be going for and get in early before symptoms develop. And obviously, if you catch it early, prognosis is always going to be much better. If you catch it late, likelihood of survival goes down, complications go up, and overall, a, a more complicated and convoluted course for you. So anyway, I do hope that you enjoy the interview. One of the funny things is that it was uh, we, we pre-taped the interview for our Saturday, uh, for our Sunday evening iHeartRadio program. And 
uh, Jackie is walking through New York City and you hear fire engines and police cars and people crossing and it's, it's sort of uh, entertaining background um, uh, during the moment. So enjoy the interview. And of course, if you have any questions, go to our website, drjoegalati.com and send me a message. My direct email, which I am sharing with all of you, it is radio at drjoegalati.com, radio at drjoegalati.com. Have a great day. Have a great Christmas and a great holiday season and all good things in 2023. Take care. Every single Sunday evening, rain or shine, I'm Dr. Joe Galati, and you're tuned into Your Health First. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com, sign up for our newsletter and all that we are about. And as I have been talking this month, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I, I, you know, I like to say that every month should be Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we are getting right at the end of October, one of our favorite people to talk about breast cancer, Jackie DeAngelis with Fox Business Network. She is a correspondent, and, and you see her everywhere on Fox Business and on Fox News Channel. She is so gracious to come back and talk to us again. Jackie, welcome back to the program. You, you started off to warn me. You're walking through New York City, so we're, gonna, <laughs> we're going to take the sounds as they come to make it more authentic. So, Jackie, welcome to the program again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Glady. It's great to be with you. You're so gracious for having me, and I do apologize in advance for any sirens or horns or anything that gets in our way. All right. All right. Well, Will, I think it'll be just fine, and it'll add, it'll add to the charm of the interview. So, first and foremost, for those that may not remember or they did not hear your story, Back in, I guess, June of 2021, you were diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. And from there, I'll let you give a synopsis of the initial treatment and surgeries that you went through at that time, Jackie. Sure. So that's right. It was June of 2021. And, you know, the first thing that I'll say since it's October and we're squeezing this in, I'm, I'm, I'm still pounding home the message to women that early detection is crucial. We have the tools that we need to diagnose breast cancer and catch it early. It doesn't have to be a disease that, that kills you, and I'm living proof of that. Um, but I went for my test when my doctor recommended it. Now, that's not to say that it wasn't traumatizing to get my diagnosis right. um, in June, but, you know, we tried to tackle it in the most methodical, coherent way possible. My family, my team of doctors, um, and my options were pretty clear. And I could do a lumpectomy or, and then go through chemotherapy and radiation. Uh-huh. Or I could, you know, remove the breast, which is what I chose to do. And actually, I chose to remove both breasts because I didn't want to have to worry that, you know, later I would find out that I had a problem in, in the unaffected breast at the right. time. So, you know, I, I, I call it going nuclear. Right. That's what we did. Um, it made me feel the safest under the circumstances. We had a very good outcome with my surgery as well. And I've been using the last year or so just to heal. 
Yeah, it, 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 it really is quite amazing. And the statistics that everybody is pounded with is the unfortunate number of about 43,000 women will die of breast cancer each year. And there's close to, to uh, 300,000 cases of new breast cancer each year. And you could say, well, those numbers may be going up because of increased awareness and screening, but we really want to work on that number of, of deaths. And it's going to be the early screening, just like uh, you, Jackie. And, um, you know, we, we talk about the healing process, and you were uh, very kind to share all that you went through, the trauma, both physical and emotional. How would you summarize that looking back almost a year and a half later now? I would say that when it happened, I mean, I've discussed with you the fear that gripped me and how difficult it was to come to terms with my diagnosis. I even was in denial at first. Um, Having said that and going through the process, I'll tell you over a year later, I mean, I'm feeling so much better about things. Somebody told me early on that it it feels like you're going to be climbing Mount Everest. Right. Um, but you'll look back in the rearview mirror and it will just feel like a speed bump. And, and I found that impossible to believe as I was going through it. But a year later, I see, you know, I see what they were talking about. Sometimes it just takes time and their ups and downs and being patient and having the love and support of family and friends to get you through it. But, you know, talking about it now is I'm in a hundred percent different place than I was than the last time that we talked. Yeah. Well, that, that, that really is, is, is wonderful. Now, in, at one end, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is about awareness. But again, from your vantage point as uh, an, a, you know, I'm trying to think the right word to describe your, your television presence. I don't want to say a online personality. You're so much more than that. But you have a, a very public persona in a sense you're also a a patient where do you think the gaps in breast cancer awareness lie what what do you think um that's a really good question because i know i'll run into people who know a lot about it and then i'll talk to people who know nothing about it i've even had people say to me oh well i thought you and and they mean it and i'm not trying to put anybody down by by saying right But they'll say, I thought you had to have the gene to get breast cancer. And I'm, I'm looking and saying, you're a very intelligent person saying that. That's not true. But that scares me about the information that's out there, why people have certain perceptions about the disease. And so I think it's just a matter of, you know, we're all so busy. We all have so much on our plate, so much to focus on. that unfortunately, I still speak to women who say they don't get their checkups and their health. Um, First, they kind of just put it on the back burner and assume that they're young and everything's okay, and they've right. got a few more years before they have to start worrying about that. I think it's, I think it's just that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, and what I see in my practice with with my patients, they 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 practice almost a a brinksmanship to the point where they delay, they delay, they delay, and then when something comes back abnormal, they just get all over it and that's okay but you need to invest the time in not only getting screened but educating yourself on it and so what i would say you know one one part about breast cancer is just do you know 
what your mother's history was or your grandmother's right. history. Because if, if mom or grandma or a sister or an aunt, your risk may be two to three times the normal woman. And that means you you really have to pay attention to this. And so I, I would think a lot of people need to hear that message. Yeah, that's really true. And um, speaking of those, you know, you may have a history of breast cancer, um, but not necessarily have the BRCA gene. There is a lot of genetic testing out there that helps us identify people who do. And Dr. Gladi, those who are in charge of their health and they get tested for it, many right. people tell me, I had a proactive bilateral mastectomy because I had the gene and I was afraid that this would haunt me later. Right. Um, so there's just all different kinds of levels of, of education out there. And everybody needs to try to assess their own situation, talk to their doctor, go for your checkup. That's what happened to me, right? I went for a checkup. I turned 40. She said, time for a mammogram. Right. Now, I happen to be somebody who will always go do what the doctor tells me to do. Right. So I went and did it right away. But, you know, I shudder to think about what would have happened if I had put it off a year or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally that, different you know, story. That cancer would grow. And we'd be talking about a totally different treatment plan and a totally different outcome, possibly. Right, right. Now, as a breast cancer survivor at, at this point... What what role do you think you play? Uh, what role do others play in the whole breast cancer spectrum from awareness to treatment, support uh, in, in all the women that, that have Bressier? Everybody has a different role to play, and I think that they each have to decide what that role is for them. You know, I don't know the science and the mechanics, and I can't sit to you sit with you and talk to you about those things. Maybe some women do. Maybe some of them are physicians and can even speak to it on a right. more detailed level. But what I can do, and I have done, is I've shared my story. Because what I want your listeners to understand is that no history in my family, no genes, perfectly healthy. So for all my checkups, always doing blood work, all that stuff. And if it happened to me, it could happen to you. I don't want it to. Right. But it's possible because one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. It's just a fact. Right. And so I just want people to realize that I was the way I was blindsided. I wouldn't want it to happen to you. But if you were, the best thing would be to catch it as early as possible. Absolutely. We're talking with Jackie DeAngelis from the Fox Business Network. She is sharing her very personal story about breast cancer well over a year ago and to, to make it even more fun she is walking through the city and we are hearing the typical sounds of manhattan which for many you have not heard this before but look this is live radio and this is how it goes it is theater of the mind uh let's see we're going to take a break go to drjoegalati.com stay tuned more jackie DeAngelis, more discussion of breast cancer during this Breast Cancer Awareness Month, last day or so that we have to the month of October. Stay tuned.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Your radio is tuned into your health first. And that really, at the end of the day, is what we are trying to do, putting your health first. And we're in our 20th year of constant radio broadcast every Sunday evening. It is part of my personal mission as a physician, not only to treat the ill and make diagnoses, it is to educate and inspire and to raise your health IQ. Think about it, raising your health IQ and to make you a better consumer of healthcare. That is the core vision and value of Your Health First and our team every Sunday when we come to you. Don't forget, go to our website, drjogalati.com, drjogalati.com, and sign up for our newsletter, sign up for all of our social media, follow along with what we do, and we will make you a better consumer of healthcare. Now, on the line is Jackie DeAngelis with the Fox Business Network. You see her also on the Fox News Channel. And she is sharing with us her own very, very personal story of breast cancer a little over a year ago and what she has went through. And keep in mind that this is October. The month of October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you're like, okay, so big deal. What is it that I need to know? Well, first of all, 43,000 women each year die from breast cancer. That is a number we have to focus on and reduce that. Now, I would say the challenge out there is with better awareness and screening for breast CA, breast cancer, we are going to knock these numbers down. It is knowing your personal risk factors, knowing your family risk factor. What about your alcohol intake, your weight that you may be challenged with? All of these things are contributing. Certain genetic factors, did your mother, your aunt, your sister, have breast cancer. That increases the risk as well. So in speaking with Jackie DeAngelis, it's great to have her here. We really do appreciate sharing such a personal and emotional story, and we hope that all of you uh, gain value from it. As she is walking through New York City, which is just, uh, I find, a bit comical, but this is the way it goes. It's live radio. And we, uh, we take our guests as they come and accommodate them. And uh, as a native New Yorker, hearing these sounds are marvelous. And we'll get back with Jackie DeAngelis right now. Do you ever, in, in the year plus that you've been um, treated and you've been talking about this, do you ever get not so much burned out, but do you get tired of telling the story and it's like you're at a party or you're on air and they say, oh, Jackie, Jackie, tell us your story again. Do you ever, does that ever resurrect a, a bad feeling, a bad memory, or is it somewhat empowering to you and or the people you're interacting with? It's actually empowering and cathartic. Everybody is different. Some people get diagnosed with cancer and they'll be very private about it. Um, for me, talking about it with my friends, my family, on the air, it just, you know, it was part of my 
experience and part of my human condition at that moment. And right. so if you were interacting with me in some way and you didn't know that this was going on, you you really wouldn't know who you were talking to. That's how big of an impact that it had. Right. So anytime I'm asked about it, sure, it's definitely like, you know, digging up some of those uncomfortable memories. But at the same time, I'm like, if one person hears this and one person goes and gets a mammogram, then it was worth talking about it. Sure. And it was worth dredging up the memories. Right. Exactly. Now, you know, one, one area of research, and this is probably in all fields of cancer, including heart disease as well, is stress and lifestyle, yeah. uh, st- lifestyle adjustments. And the jury on stress is really not clear. There's some reports that say, yes, stress is an additional risk factor for breast cancer, but other types of cancer. And others say, you know what, there's more important things that are going to give a woman breast cancer. But with that said, you can't ignore stress. And I would just take a guess that you have a rather stressful life, albeit you have fun what you're doing, I hope. Um, but do you do you look at things and say, you know what, I'm not going to take on that added assignment or appearance, whatever it may be, because it's too much stress? Or do you just channel it better now a year or two later? Um, I think you're right. Stress is a big component. I'm not going to sit here and speculate and wonder why I got cancer because I did that for a long time. And as my doctor would say, if we knew why you had it, nobody would get it. So just, you know, stop trying to focus on it. Having said that, I tried to lead um, an even healthier lifestyle than I was before. And part of that includes stress management. So I will never give up an assignment that I want to do right. <laughs> ever. Um, but having said that, I have such different perspective now where I literally will stand back and say, you know, the small stuff, the things that go wrong in your day-to-day, a stressful assignment, none of it is worth your health or your True. sanity. You can still participate in all of these things, but you don't have to make yourself crazy about it. And I realized that that was something that was in my control that I could do um, to be proactive about stress management. So I do do that. And the second thing is um, physically I had a difficult recovery. I mean, initially I was just glad to be walking around and be alive. Right. But once, you know, we got past, say, the six-month mark, um, you know, a lot of tissue was taken out of my body. A lot of nerves were severed. Oh, sure. Uh, a lot of muscles were, you know, their their functioning and working together was disrupted. It even um, brought up some old injuries because mm-hmm. I have spinal and, and disc injuries um, that were all woken up from this. And so I started going for physical therapy. And part of the physical therapy is also stress management, stretching, yoga moves. So that's how I start my day every day. I wake up do my stretches before anybody, you know, has gotten a hold of me. Right. And I just take a moment to have awareness and to be mindful um, and to sort of set some intention for my day. And that includes not allowing the world, you know, to, to kind of make me crazy. Right. And that, that I think, uh, you know, again, I thoroughly love what I do and I, I try to control it. I think even a lot of physicians that I work with, they are running, 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 but it, it gets under their skin, and you could tell that they are stressed out. And that is a, a bad sign, I, I would right. say. And that's going to be negative for your health. But if you could control the stress and you dictate how it's going to play, it really is 
all that much better. Mm-hmm. And of course, diet and exercise. Have you changed your diet at all? I, I think last time we spoke, I you mentioned you always really had a good diet. How much more could you have improved it? So I worked on um, even trying to take it up a notch by um, going vegan, um, oh, removing wow. animal and dairy products for a while. And I really did find um, that I felt a whole lot better, but it was difficult to maintain that, as you can imagine, just because the options are so limited. Right. So basically, I was talking to my, my physician about this, my surgeon, and she said, listen, you don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You don't have to be so extreme. It's not to say that, you know, your diet caused this or, or we just don't know. So, you know, she said, be vegan-ish was right. what she told me. And so that's what I try to do. Most days I don't eat meat and dairy, but when I do go out with my friends on the weekends, I'm not going to stress out about it. If, right. you know, we go to a steakhouse and right. I have a little... You have a burger, filet, it's not going to kill know, you. Or a burger, it's right. not going to kill you. And so that came with also fear dissipating a little bit, right? When I was so scared in the beginning, I thought I just had to upend everything that I was doing. And then I realized, you know, that it was okay to to be a human being also. And that because of the treatment that I had chosen, you know, I brought my chance of recurrence or even a secondary cancer down a lot. And that, you know, some of this fear was unfounded and it was kind of in my mind. Right. And and the the one bit of research that is something that cannot be disputed is really inactivity obesity yeah. and and alcohol use uh, really increasing the chances of getting breast cancer. So by you leading or leading by example, eating better, more fruits and vegetables, uh, that for the women listening and getting control of their diet and and you know uh, goodness, I mean we could talk forever about the obesity crisis. And that's that's a whole other story. But being aware, and you said mindful of your health and mindful of your diet is is really key. So I, I guess Jackie, in in and it looks like you're off the street now. So it's nice yeah. and quiet. You're you're <laughs> in you're in a safe location. I was I was enjoying the. Uh, I was going to yell out and say, "What street are you on, Jackie?" But <laughs> I was in Midtown. And Midtown, beautiful yeah. Midtown. So in in. All of the reflection that you've had, the emotion, the communication with friends, family, and the unknown on on the uh, air when you just are looking into the camera there. What what do you think your impact has been during this time and your impact in the future? What what aspirations do you have uh, in in continuing this messaging on breast cancer? So I'm not sure what my impact has been. It's difficult to say, Dr. Galati, but here's what I hope it would be. Um, when this happened to me, as I mentioned to you, I, I would talk about it a lot. And um, in those initial stages of fear, it was really tough. And I remember walking into our cafeteria one day, or little coffee area. It was still COVID, so not a lot of people were around. Yeah. And Kaylee McEnany walked in. Sure. And we didn't know each other. I knew her from TV, um, but I'd never met her in person. And she's just a friendly, you know, amazing person. She turns around and she says, hi, how are you? You know, and I turned around and just started crying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she came over to me and said, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? I barely could get the words out. But finally, when I did, I told her about my diagnosis 
and how scared I was. And then I read articles that she had a proactive bilateral mastectomy because she had the BRCA gene. And then I just was terrified and that my surgery was in, you know, a week or something. And, um, and she just sat down with me and comforted me. And she said, it's going to be okay. And she said, look at me. If I could do it, you could do it. And there was something so powerful about that. And I took it with, you know, throughout my, my surgery, my recovery, and even till this day, I look at the women who came before me and have done this and mm-hmm. gotten through it, and they are okay. And I hope to be another voice that, you know, maybe somebody hears and they get their screening if they weren't going to, but maybe somebody who's going through this now. And I've corresponded with some people on Instagram and Twitter who've reached out to me and they're sure. going through it. And I've just told them, I thought I was climbing Mount Everest, but if I could do it, you can do it too. And I think people find comfort in that. That, that is a great message to end on. And, you know, I, I, the, the, the bottom line really is you just never know who or where you're going to impact somebody. Yeah, that's and true. Th- Do you think Kaylee thought that day? I, I mean, I, I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. And, and I'm sure when she just came down to get a cup of coffee, she had no idea that that was going to happen. But um, it just really was very powerful. Well, that's great. Jackie DeAngelis has been with us for the last 20 minutes or so, walking through New York City, which is always great. <laughs> the jungle. Fox Business Network. Now, what um, you, I, I, you know, mostly on Fox Business, but I see you on Fox News Channel. Anything in the works that uh, we should be looking out for and what you might be doing? Um, I'm all over the place. I always say I'm a human <laughs> ping pong ball when it comes to my schedule, so it's tough for me to say. But if anybody wants to um, see where they can catch me, I always do updates on Twitter, you know, to say, hey, I'm doing this this week or this, you know, today or whatever. Um, my handle is at Jackie DeAngelis. All right. Perfect, Jackie. Thank you again. Stay healthy. God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless you, too, Dr. Glass. Okay. Well, that was Jackie DeAngelis with Fox Business Network. As she had said, her Twitter handle is at Jackie DeAngelis. You could catch her on Twitter and find out what she is up to. What a great interview. What a great story. And it is my hope that she was able to connect with you tonight to realize, take your health seriously. Life is very precious and Paying just a little bit of attention can go a very long way. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.